Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Every author needs a website to promote their book. But what websites do authors need? A lot of authors make a lot of mistakes and spend a lot of money on doing the wrong things to promote their books. Today, you're going to learn how to build a website that actually helps you sell books. Hi, welcome to our podcast today. I'm Dan Janelle, the author of more than a dozen books, including Write Your Book in a Flash, I'm a book coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter. And no matter where you are in the writing process, I can help you write and finish your book. Our guest today is Pauline Wiles, and she will she's a website designer and she will work she works with many authors. Our guest today is Pauline Wiles. She's a website designer who works with many authors to help them build websites that help them sell their books. Welcome, Pauline. Hello, Dan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And uh, you sound like you're all the way from England, but apparently you're not, despite that wonderful accent. Where are you? I'm living now in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wonderful. And I'm sure you work with clients all over the world, especially in the United States, correct? Indeed, yes. U.S. mainly. Very good. So tell us, what are some of the essential elements that a author website must have? Most authors naturally want their book to be the star of their website, but it's important to remember that your previous guests have emphasized the money isn't really coming from the book. It's likely coming from the opportunities that your book creates. So don't get so excited and so hung up on your book release that you forget that your website is also there to drive people to work with you in another way. It's great to sell the book, but make sure you have a clear call to action for how somebody can work with you, or if they're not yet ready to work with you, then at least to join your email list. That's great advice. And many of my previous clients have said the money is in the coaching, consulting, the speaking, and courses and other things as well, which your book can turn into. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up, that the website can actually do all of those things. So how can you design a website that positions you as a coach and speaker and consultant and author and psychologist, for all I know, uh, without overwhelming people and thinking, what are they? Yeah, so that's right. Your website is the glue that holds the rest of that marketing together, but you don't want to confuse a visitor. So when somebody comes to your website, it needs to be very clear what you do, who you do it for, how your work can benefit them, and the next step that they should take in working with you. So those kind of things need to go on your main website pages with a nice clear menu structure, not too much clutter, not too many words, and lots and lots of focus on what's in it for the customer or for the client. So I'm afraid it's time to put your ego aside, get rid of all those sentences that start with I, and make sure your website is focusing on you, you being the the client or the consumer or your Very important. You know, there were trends, you know, websites are sort of like gardens, you know, they're never really finished. They're always in process. And every couple of years, suddenly orchids are not 
in anymore and some other flower is. So I'm wondering what's working today um, and what was working years ago that isn't working anymore. So our long web page is good. We want to have lots of links or not. What what what's what's trending popular now? Right. So the big driver of what's happening now, of course, is mobile devices. Many of your visitors are going to be on a very small screen. We know everybody is in a hurry. So it's important that your first impression is very professional and very modern. But then you want to get straight to the point. Don't make them read too many words. Don't make them scroll and scroll and scroll. Uh, go for very high quality um, images and good headlines and very succinct wording for how you help. And very importantly, what they should do next. And yeah, in terms of those links, your primary links, get those onto buttons because especially if somebody's on a phone, it's easier for the finger to find a button than to find a text link. And don't clutter up your website with too many calls to action. Get clear in your own mind what would be a really great next step for somebody to take and emphasize that um, instead of giving somebody a dozen choices where they might then just get confused and leave. This might be a one-size-fits-all one question in reverse. It may not apply to anyone, but... Uh... What what do you find is the most effective call to action? Is it to book a 15-minute uh, consultation or download a PDF or a sample chapter of the book? Well, what have you found gets the best reaction? So it depends on your business structure and what you really want to be selling as the, the premium offer that the book is driving people to. In general, you're going to do better if you invite people to a consultation call or that conversation or a discovery session. Um, downloading a chapter of your book, chances are they can get that somewhere else. They may already have read the book. And by the time somebody comes to your website, there's a good chance they're, they're hungry for more information about you. Interesting. Are there any key mistakes that people are making with their websites? You've given us a lot of things to do. So without going into the negative of don't use text links and, you know, or do whatever, are there any other things that you haven't mentioned that like, you know, clear no-nos that you haven't mentioned yet? So aside from the angle of remembering that the book is a wonderful thing, but selling the book might not be your primary goal. These days, you can use much bigger images, uh, fewer pieces of text, fewer words. Most authors overlook that um, the book cover is a really key asset. People will recognize you because of the book cover. So make that nice and large and beautiful. If your book is a paperback, make it look like a, a mock-up of a paperback book. And of course, a nice, good, up-to-date photo of you because if, if you're asking someone to work with you, then you want to make that human connection as well. So don't be shy about getting your, your face on your website. What about putting your face on the cover of a book? Where do you stand on that? I think on the back cover of the book, many authors like to do that, and it's it's still reasonably common. Um, I don't see, unless you're a big superstar in your own right, then maybe the front cover of the book is, is not the place where you want the starring role. Mm -hmm. Okay. There, there are a lot of companies offering, you know, one-click services and templates uh, for websites and such. Uh, I, I'm sure you, well, how do you feel about that? Do you use them? Do you modify them? Do you start from scratch? What, uh, what's the process? 
Yeah, my method for my client is custom website design, where I'm working with them on their overall marketing strategy and how the website fits into that. However, I think if um, an author is on a budget or they've got a lot of checkability and, and some design awareness, uh, I'm much more passionate that everybody should have a good, simple website. And if that means using a template tool or using an easy builder to get started and, and to start to have that online presence, then I would much prefer to see people with a really nice, simple, elegant website than for someone to feel it has to be a mammoth project and, and to get very stuck on that. Mm -hmm. Great. I remember back years ago, people are always having problem with their website designers of being overloaded or not getting responsive. You sound very responsive and I appreciate that. Uh, I'm wondering how long from start to finish does it generally take to complete a website? Because I think managing people's expectations is so important. Um, some people take, for, I'm so curious. So your average client, uh, I know you do consulting, so I'll shut up and you tell me more about how your, your process. So it's a different experience depending who you work with. Web designers have different ways that we like to do these things. My method is I work with one client at a time so that that person does have my entire focus and attention. There's a preparation phase where we have to pull some information together. So of course the book, of course your bio, um, and then definitely the action that you want somebody to take, your services and so on. But then once I start designing and building, I have a two-week process from start to launch. Um, so my client is my main focus during that time, and that works out really well for both of us. Great. What about after the launch? Do you maintain the website and the technology and the anti all the scams that are available online, are you up to date on all those things and you're responsible yeah. for maintaining that? Okay, great. Well, I specialize in Squarespace website. And in fact, there is a team at Squarespace who looks after the patching and the security and the updates and the backup. It's a little bit different from the WordPress universe where that's more um, more on your shoulders or, or your web person's shoulders. So most of the websites I make, uh, I only really hear from my clients when they've got something exciting going on and they want to expand or, or add another book to the site, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, Squarespace, Squarespace versus WordPress. I, I know my websites are on WordPress and every once in a while there's something going on and my web guy is like really sharp, so I'm not terribly worried. Uh, but I know there are a lot of people who go to WordPress and do it themselves. And if there's a technical issue, oh, you, you just, it's a rabbit hole. I hear they have great customer support, but still. I, yeah, I would, I would say with WordPress, somebody needs to be looking after the site. If it's you, that's great. If it's your web support person, that's great. But make sure somebody is doing it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, as we wrap up here, are there any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, keep it simple. If in doubt, and especially if you're starting to um, pull together a website on your own or you're sketching out something you'd like a designer to use, uh, keeping it simple, keeping your mind on what's the best action somebody can take. And if they don't get, if they don't take that action, can they join your email list? Um, these are usually the two best things to focus on, um, on a author website or the, the type of uh, audience that we're talking about today. Okay. 
Great. Uh, one final question. Uh, are there any colors that are more popular than others and colors you should avoid? Because some people sort of like a certain color and it's like death. They really shouldn't be doing that, but it's their color. So color psychology is a, is a whole thing for websites. Of course, you want the colors to represent your author brand and evoke the feelings and the attributes that you're looking to connect with your audience over. Um, what I would say with colors is on a website, you've got to make sure things are legible. So never sacrifice being able to read the text for something that looks beautiful. Uh, and for most authors, if you've done a really good job with your book cover and you've really nailed your audience and your message and your branding on the book cover, let that lead the way and your author website will look fantastic. Fantastic. Pauline, tell us, who is your ideal client and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, my ideal client uh, would be a solo business owner who has a nonfiction book coming out soon. And they know that this is the great, uh, the best time to get their website working hard to support that book. Great. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, everyone, for watching uh, our podcast. Uh, we have more than 200 other podcasts on YouTube uh, on the Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle show. Uh, check that out so you can write and finish and market your book. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.